This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I'd like to explain to you the meaning of the transcendental chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Now this, as we've explained on our program before, this is not a material sound. If I clap my hands, snap my fingers, bang on the wall, this is a material sound. It's a vibration emanating from the interaction of some object or the vibration of something. But material sound has a limited potency in it because it's reflection of the substance of an item made of matter and I think if you look at the esoteric side of things there is the ethereal level there's our aura there's our contemplative ability and our intelligence there's the mind and the sense perception the Vedic literature actually teaches that the mind is like another sense because we have a sixth sense I've described it before. You could, you enter a room and you know that there's been an argument. Or you know that somebody was talking about you. And they can deny it, but it doesn't go away. You can sense it. And these things are there. You can sense who's on the phone. The phone rings. Oh, I know who that is. You can have a sense, oh, I just thought I should come over and check on you. And sure enough, the person needed help. This sort of a thing that is part of our sixth sense and everybody has it. It's not that some people have um, sixth sense, clairvoyant abilities, medium abilities. No, everybody does. It's just how covered are you? And this is what we have, the material atmosphere. We know, everybody knows, that in this material world, the atmosphere is polluted. The global atmosphere is polluted with our industrial waste, with our volcanic eruption gases, with power plant production gases or coal furnace residues um, the list is long similarly I think the last statistic I heard was there's only 3% fresh water left on the planet everything else has gone through the cycle of the system from the sea drawn up by the clouds over the land rain either held in snow held in reservoirs underground aquifers comes back up to the surface there's water bore streams, waterfalls, springs, all these things, and it goes to the cycle. And I think the estimate was that only 3% of the water is now still pure. Virgin, I guess you call it. <laughs> anyway, all of these different aspects of the material atmosphere are contaminated, and thereby the food we get. The world has been uh, lied to and convinced into chemical agriculture for the last 60, 70 years. And it has caused cancer every all over the planet. Cancer. We didn't used to have cancer, but we now have cancer everywhere because of the chemicals they use in food production. Whether it's uh, herbicides, pesticides, or just the so-called fertilizers. This is old news, I'm sure, to all of you. 
And now there's a major recurrence of organic and biodiverse uh, principles, biodynamic principles uh, all over the world. They're giving up on the chemicals rapidly. I, I heard an article just a couple of days ago about what's going on in Kenya and Nairobi and sections where they're going, traditionally we've made our agriculture successful by small farmers, not by large agriculture. And when we moved over to chemicals, we, everybody started getting these strange diseases. And now everybody's going back to organics, and those diseases are disappearing. Again, my point is that the whole atmosphere, the environment, the atmosphere, the water, is contaminated. But you don't stop to think about, so are our minds. So is our database. The information that we're working on is contaminated. And I don't mean that somebody's purposely told you lie after lie after lie after lie, but... It happens. Misconception. You heard something wrong. Someone repeated it incorrectly from the facts. Or the facts weren't presented on the television correctly. Or someone who lectured on the subject had an ulterior motive or purpose behind their explanation to you. And all of this leads you to having misconceptions and suddenly you find out one day, oh, you mean that's not true? And you correct your perspective. Well, We've been going through our lives and we still carry large quantities of misconceptions and as a society. Uh, I've spoken on this program many times. When was it that you made a conscious decision whether you were going to eat animals or you were not going to eat animals? Most people never made that decision. Most people have never looked at that point. But actually, it's a decision everyone should investigate. What are you putting in your mouth? And what is the result of it? And what does it do to your consciousness? And what is the karmic reaction for what you eat? Because you eat every day. So, what you eat and how it affects your consciousness and the karma involved is a serious subject. So, but you haven't made a conscious decision. Many people have not stopped and thought about, well, what is best for me? So we carry contaminations if we don't have it right, if we're not doing the right thing, if we're not doing what is our personal benefit. We carry with us a misconception. And there are many, many, many misconceptions that we pick up over the years. And there's many misconceptions inherent in the social uh, perspective. Social perspective, social norms have many misconceptions in them. And this is called dirty things that accumulate in the mind. Now, there's another level, and that is, what is the perspective of, of the Lord? What is Krishna's point of view about your use of the material world, your responsibility in the material world? What is your duty from the Lord's point of view? This would give uh, a change of perspective, and it would, could mean that you don't necessarily have things worked out right. And so you would have to make some alterations. And this means what you value, what you do, your priorities, a variety of things could end up uh, being adjusted for your benefit. And it would improve your contribution, your perspective, everything. But these dirty things accompany you, me, everybody. So this uh, explanation I'm going to give you is intended for you to understand that there is a tool that has been designed by the Lord 
so that you have a way of cleaning the dirty things from the mind. So that you see things in proper perspective and you understand. So, <clears throat> I think I've discussed before how the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is transcendental sound. It is a different vibration emanating from the spiritual world. And it has a completely different potency because it's not originating in matter. It's originating in spirit. They're two different substances, just like milk and water, two different substances. And so <clears throat> the value of transcendental sound is extremely different to the value of material sound, which is dull. So the transcendental sound vibration of the Hare Krishna mantra, which is again, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Now this is the sublime method for reviving our original consciousness. As living spirits, living entities, we are all originally God conscious, Krishna conscious entities. But due to our time, a very long time, in the material world, our consciousness is polluted by the material atmosphere. So in this polluted concept of life, uh, we actually become more and more entangled, even though we're trying to manipulate the resources to free ourselves from misconceptions or the struggle for existence, we still, we aren't able to, much like struggling in quicksand. You're struggling to get out of the quicksand, but you know that motion just digs you deeper. Similarly, many of the things we try to do to correct the problems in our life just implicate us further. So, Krishna consciousness is not an artificial perspective. It is not something imposed upon the mind. This consciousness is the original energy of the living entity, you or I as living beings. It's our original state. So when we hear the transcendental vibration, our original consciousness is revived. And so the process is recommended by the authorities in the Vedic line for this age and you and I clearing up our misconceptions. So uh, by practical experience, uh, we can all perceive that by chanting this mantra, it's called the Maha Mantra, the great mantra for deliverance, we can at once feel transcendental ecstasy coming from the spiritual world. Because it is transcendental sound, it is not material sound. So when one is actually on the plane of spiritual understanding, surpassing the different levels of sense perception, mental perspective, and intellectual analysis, then one is situated on the transcendental platform, the spiritual plane. So this chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra is directly enacted from the spiritual platform. And it surpasses all other lower statuses of consciousness, namely the senses, the mind, and the intelligence. So there's no need to uh, analyze the language of the mantra, uh, nor is there need to speculate about what it might mean or make adjustments or this or that. Anyone can take part in this uh, transcendental sound vibration without any previous qualification. And it makes you want to dance.
If one dances and chants, he becomes happy immediately, not sooner or later, immediately. And this is exactly what people are looking for, a solution to the struggle for existence they can use at any time and they get immediate results. It's like you see it. <laughs> you see it in the pharmaceutical companies. Here is your new pain relief. Twice as fast. <laughs> Everybody wants pain relief now. You don't want pain relief that comes kicks in two or three hours later. You want pain relief that's there in about five minutes. Because the pain's bad news. <laughs> so, uh, you don't need any pre-qualifications. And as soon as you chant it, you taste ecstasy because of the type of energy, the superior grade of energy that is in the Maha Mantra. So we have uh, seen practically that anybody can take part. A child can, even animals can. They can participate in hearing it and chanting it. So the chanting should be heard from the lips of a pure devotee of the Lord so that immediate effect can be achieved. As far as possible, lips of the chanting from non-devotees or uh, people who are critical should not be listened to because they more or less poison the mantra with their conceptions. So this is something for you to understand. Is that the consciousness with which you do anything has a significant effect of what you get out of it. I think many of you have seen that in your lives. You'll be doing something and you get it down. It's getting better and you got it worked out. And, oh, that is great. Okay, I got it. And it's really cool and it's really fun and I want to share it with somebody. And you try to share it with some friend or some relative. And they have a go at it and they don't try like you expected. They don't really put themselves into it. They don't focus on it like you were. And they go, oh, yeah, it's okay, but you know, it didn't really mean it much. And you go, no, you're not doing it right. You have to really think about what you're doing and focus and get it right. And so that's the situation. You have to go ahead and take the mantra as delivered by someone who is in the devotional line. Not someone who's pretending, not someone who doesn't have any devotion, not someone who's trying to use it to make gain or make money. You want to hear the Maha Mantra from someone who is in the line of disciple succession and intended to give this mantra to you for your upliftment as a tool. So the word Hari is a form of addressing the energy of the Lord. And both the word Krishna and Rama are forms of directly addressing the Lord and they all mean the eternal pleasure. The supreme pleasure potency of the Lord when addressed as Hari, helps us in reaching the Supreme Lord. The material energy, known as Maya, is also one of the multipotencies of the Lord, but it, as much as we are also marginal energy of the Lord. But the material potency is called inferior, and the transcendental spiritual potency is called superior. So the living entities are described as superior uh, to nature as well. And when the superior energy is in contact with inferior energy, it becomes an incompatible situation, and we call it suffering, struggle for existence. It's not compatible. I didn't wish I didn't have to struggle. I wish I didn't have to earn money. I wish I didn't have to fight for space. I wish I didn't have to wait in line. I wish I didn't have to uh, get stuck in traffic. 
It goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's called an incompatible situation. It's not leading you to a happy, free, healthy individual life. You're not doing what you want to do. So, but when one uh, uh, is in contact with the supreme potency, the spiritual potency, it becomes a happy, normal condition for the living entity. Since we are spiritual beings, our normal condition is in contact with spiritual energy, not in contact with inferior energy. But here we are in the material world and we're stuck, literally submerged in material energy. All things, all objects are material. All actions are among the material energy. We're in and around and, and encompassed in the air and the water and on the earth and the sky. We're actually submerged. We're in the body. So we are actually submerged in this material world and it's inferior to the standard we wish to maintain, our normal condition. So to get back to that normal condition of consciousness, God consciousness, Krishna consciousness, we need to get away from the material conceptions of life. We need to stop the struggle for existence so we can focus on higher things. And this Maha Mantra is intended for that purpose. Now the three words are Hari, Krishna, and Rama, and they're the seeds of the Maha Mantra. And the chanting is the spiritual call for the Lord and his internal energy to give protection to us conditioned entities here. The chanting is exactly like the genuine crying of a child for its mother. Mother Hari helps in achieving the grace of the Supreme Father, Krishna, and the Lord reveals himself to a sincere devotee. No other means, therefore, of spiritual realization is as effective in this age as chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is the chant, transcendental chant, known as the Great Mantra, Maha Mantra, for deliverance of the misconceptions of life. So while you may not have made a conscious decision about some aspects of your life to be a vegetarian or not, or be an animal eater or not, you should also consider that you've probably not considered whether or not the tool of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra can add benefit to your life and your consciousness. And so you should look into the Hare Krishna Mantra, the Vedic literature, and make that conscious decision. If you've read the Vedic literature, then you can decide, I do like it, I don't like it. If you've not, what can be said? You have no perspective to make judgment from. So the books by Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual master, a pure devotee of the Lord, are intended to give you easy access to the Vedic knowledge so you can understand about Krishna and his personal form, his pastimes, his associates, his pure devotees, about the saints and sages in the disciple succession. There's 12 Mahajanas, totally elevated spiritual personalities who propagate uh, understanding of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There's a vast amount of literature, I mean a vast amount of literature intended to explain everything to you that you 
feel you need to know. Srila Prabhupada always welcomed and encouraged any question you want to ask. He's not the kind of person who says, oh, you're not advanced enough to understand that. No, 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 no. He's not saying, oh, that's not for you to ask. Oh, no, no. He's not telling you you're too stupid to understand. No, 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 no. Srila Prabhupada answers every question on every subject to the highest perspective. So, if you read the Vedic literature, you'll learn in there when the Hare Krishna mantra came, how it was inaugurated. You'll learn why. You'll learn all of the unbelievable potencies and qualities that are contained in the name. You have an opportunity to understand how you got here, why you're here, and where you're going, and how to make influence on that. Everybody uh, ignores the fact that everybody dies. Everybody goes through life kind of thinking, well, I'll die someday, but not now. It'll be sometime way off in the future. Um, you never know. Maybe science will make some exception for me, and they'll fix it, and, nobody, and I will never die. Sorry, that's not possible. So, we have to recognize that our stay in this material world and in this material body is short and in the human form of life you can analyze the Vedic literature you can chant the Maha Mantra you can control your consciousness but it's not being taught in society it's not a PC thing it's not where people are focusing they're concerned with money they're concerned with money and family at best otherwise it's just nonsense people that watch television are stupid people if they're not stupid when they start watching TV, they'll be stupid when they're done watching TV. It's full of mind control. It's full of misconception. It's full of lying and cheating in the news. It's deception. It's controlled by corporations that are controlled by the bankers. You can't get real knowledge. You can't get transcendental knowledge from the television or the radio. You can't get uh, transcendental knowledge in the education system. There's no university that's teaching transcendental knowledge, teaching the perspective of the eternal living entity and his predicament in the material world. So all of the sciences, all of the information, all of the interactions, all of the social standards, all the acceptable modes of life are all material conceptions of life. And all they're really doing is recycling the same information. Maybe there's some you didn't know a year ago, and well, you picked it up, but it's all material knowledge. Spiritual knowledge, transcendental knowledge, and information is available in the Vedic literature. It's pure, it's uncontaminated, it's protected, it's vast. It answers every question you want to ask. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, is the supreme enjoyer and the supreme owner of everything. And we are his eternal parts and parcels, and we are intended to render service to the Lord in a willing mood of happiness and satisfaction, such that he is so pleased by our devotion that he reciprocates with us and encourages us and supports us and gives protection in all circumstances to one who is devoted to him. But if you're not devoted to the Supreme Lord, the controller of the world, of the universe, of nature, you're just thrown by the waves. You do something good, you get something good. You do something bad, you get something bad. 
But if you're actually involved in devotional service and you're acting in such a way that you're pleasing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, your life changes. You are protected. The surrender to the Supreme Lord, he guarantees in the, in the Vedic literature that I will protect you from the greatest types of danger. Do not fear. So you can get out from misconceptions. You can get out from contaminations. You can get out from the struggle for existence by approaching the Supreme Personality of Godhead, our Eternal Father, and rendering some humble, simple service. In Bhagavad Gita, he says, just offer me a fruit, a flower, a water, or a leaf in devotion, and I will accept it. And this begins your path. Similarly, begin hearing his name and chanting his name, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This easy, sublime, and powerful method brings you out of the contamination and struggle for existence, stopping the cycle of birth and death, returning you to a normal, healthy condition of love of God, eternal servant. This is the greatest opportunity being offered by this Krishna consciousness movement, and we encourage all of you, read the books, make up your own mind. Informed decision is always the best. Read books by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, a pure devotee of the Lord and the spiritual master for the Hare Krishna movement, and the author of the transcendental books. He's simply bringing down the line, the great saints and sages' teachings to understand spirituality in true perspective. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.